0: Hello, and welcome to another Aspolluosist uh, Research Society podcast. I'm the host, Jeff Mullen. Today, we are honored to join the current SRS president, Dr. Azizhi, who's going to be talking to us about his tenure and a little about himself. So uh, Dr. Ezechi, maybe you can start off telling a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Thank you, Jeff, for uh, having me in this podcast. It's, it's a great, great honor for me. Uh, I'd like to
1: say something about myself, how I got to where I am today. I was born in medium sized Turkish city on the Black Sea coast in 1965. I came to Ankara, the capital of Turkey, as a medical school education, and I finished my orthopedic residency at Ajetepe University in Ankara. Uh, After residency, I worked as a short-term attending at two different universities in different places, and late Mark Asher was my mentor during my one-year research fellowship at Kansas University of Medical Center. Following, after finishing my fellowship, I returned to Turkey, I began my Academic career as an assistant professor in Ajitape. Uh, I did my residency there, and I worked for over twenty, more than twenty years. In two thousand three, I was promoted to full professor position in nineteen. And two and a half years ago, I decided to leave university. My own decision. It was very difficult decision, but. Unfortunately, I may. In Ankara, I founded and directed a private pediatric orthopedics and spine center, which I continue to work in. In Turkey, I held different positions of uh, leadership in different professional organizations, but most importantly, prior to joining SRS, I worked at European Pediatric Orthopedic Society EPOS actively as a chair of reading committee, member of the board of directors, and, and they, I served EPOS as president in 2012. Since 2006, I've been a member of European Orthopedic Board in the writing committee and also Participate as examiner. I'm the only Turkish member of IPOT, namely International Pediatric Orthopedic Think Tank. Since the establishment of GSSG, Growing Spine Study Group, I assumed active responsibility there and became a board member. After merging two foundation, uh, two study group. I'm still currently serving the board of Pediatric Spine Foundation. This is the brief summary of my academic
0: career. It's quite an impressive list of accomplishments you've got there. Um, Maybe tell us a little bit more about how you got involved with the Scoliosis Research Society. SRS, it's honestly my favorite society since the first
1: day I met SRS. SRS is an acronym I'm sure I've heard before, but throughout my year in Kansas, I came, I came to understand the meaning of SRS. Because Mark Asher, my mentor, I said, who recently passed away, was a passionate fan of SRS. I can't recall a day when the SRS wasn't mentioned. They kept all the abstract, book, abstract books in as a safe place in office. In my free time during my fellowship, I recall reading the most of the old abstracts. When, one, when the day my fellowship uh, finished, one of my fellowship studies was accepted to the podium. I was thrilled. In 1995, I met the first SRS podium in Asheville. In 96, I was accepted as a corresponding member of the family. At that time, OUS member was being only corresponding member. Active membership doors was closed. Beginning the early 2000, I gradually began to climb to stairwell and a traveling fellow in 2002 I believe we were in the second group of International Travelling Fellows. I had the opportunity to visit nine uh, significant United States uh, cities. This program has made a significant impact to my career in terms of networking. I met many important names during this uh, tour and I'm still keeping a close relation with most of them. During those years, SRS was sending some of its young selected members to Leadership Development Program at Kellex Institute in Chicago. I was one of the fortunate members who had the opportunity to take this course. And then committee work began. I joined the Growing Spine Committee. Growing Spine was my first committee. I worked with a member and then I chaired this committee. And the same years, SRS made a big decision, expanded its globalization efforts. And the, this is, if I remember correctly, is the mid-20s. The first strategic planning meeting were held in Seattle and then two other uh, strategic planning meetings were organized in different places. I was invited to represent all U.S. members in the first three of these meetings. To begin, corresponding membership were converted to active membership, and the O.U.S. members were given the opportunity to serve in the leadership roles. And the, on the board, OUS members began to be represented. I was one of the first O.U.S. members of BOD. I served uh, the program committee for three different occasions and I was the first OUS chair of this committee. I was later elected to PL and now uh, the president. Please accept my apologies for making the story a little too long, but I believe it was important to underline that this journey took almost 25 years and reach by taking necessary steps and spending necessary time to each. Last but not least, I would like to bring up an extremely significant point to your attention. In the last 25 years, 25 of my works have been accepted for the podium and five of them are selected as the HIPS award session. Unfortunately, I didn't get this award yet, but I'm still
0: optimistic for the future. I'm sure you're going to keep working, uh, trying to achieve more, and hopefully someday you'll get that Hibbs Award you're trying to get. Aside from those things you said already, what are the other big takeaways you've had from your time as president?
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Uh, I'm the second
1: OUS president of this society. Ken Chang was the first. I just really pioneered in this field. But as an OUS president, of one of the global, real global society of the world, I was aware that I had a different mission. And my main motivation uh, during my presidency was to open SRS's doors to anyone who is ready to contribute and become a member of this family. bolstering the position of spinal surgeons with a background in neurosurgery uh, because uh, still we don't have too much neurosurgical friends in our society. only few of them has reached the leadership position. I don't believe I didn't believe we have any barrier for neurosurgeons, but uh, this is the reality. Uh, one of the, uh, the the project I implemented, the SRS, double uh the task force, just for search the reason of this uh, misrepresentation in SRS. Anyway, uh, and increasing the visibility of our younger members to allow them to climb the steps to the leadership faster. And remove any existing barriers by opening the discussion All facets of diversity, including diversity, there's many aspects, including religion, race, geography, and sexual orientation, allow all U.S. members to have more active roles within the organization, coming up-to-date information to every corner of the world in the most democratic way possible, where all necessities of the mission. I'm, I'm really happy that AANS, SRS, diversity, equity, inclusion, early career surgeon, and learning task forces have made great strides toward these goals. Today, more than half of our committee and task forces are led by all U.S. members. I will forever be proud to have pioneered this development. This was Happened before me but I believe I just uh, very very simple, small con- made a very small contribution
0: for this uh, effort I believe. So as one of those uh, young neurosurgeons trying to get involved in SRS I appreciate those efforts however during your presidency anything you didn't achieve that you're hoping to get achieve or continue working on now that you're 10 years over? Yeah
1: is first initiatives of on the blended learning started under the leadership of Peter Newton two years ago. And then during the Paul Sponsor's leadership and the blended learning task force is built. In this context, the new e-learning program was launched and early onset scoliosis was chosen as the first module. I'm honored to have led this module. The first module EOS, which we completed with an excellent teamwork, was made available to our members a while ago. It's available on our webpage learning management system. I have to say, with the great pleasure, that the resulting product has been a source of great pride, not only for me and my teammates, but also for SRS. The team led by Lawrence Haber is working hard on Module 2 with the team of Spondylolisthesis, and we expect it to be completed by the end of the year, maybe earlier. Our experience project as a plan will cover all core curriculum domains step by step. I believe this project is crucial to the educational mission of SRS. In the period after my presidency, I plan to take an active role not only in the iExperience project, but also in all blended learning activities. Again, I think that the diversity, equity, and inclusion, and SRSWNs task forces implemented under my leadership are very important projects for SRS. I'm very willing to determined to do my best to minimize all diversity problems and to make members from the researcher background more visible and active in SRS. Finally, I wholeheartedly believe that besides annual meeting and IMAS, SRS should organize an annual deformity, both adult and pediatric update course. This is the dream. I have made great efforts to bring this project to life recently by gathering uh, two well-established deformity courses, International Spine Deformity Symposium by Larry Lenke, Chris and Cutting Edge on Spine Deformity Symposium by Harry Schaffelberger, Peter Newton, Aaron and Randy Bass. The respected leaders of both courses welcome my proposal. We recently signed a letter of intention with this leader, mutual uh, signature by SRS and the leaders of this course. We have reached a consensus on the realization of this project within the framework of five year plan. We have established a task force under SRS just for this purpose. I'm the member of this task force as well. I will make a great effort to make this project real, which I believe it will fill
0: an important gap in the SRS education mission. So as, as all great leaders are uh, always looking to the future, I'm sure you're no different. What changes do you see happening in our field uh, or in SRS in the next couple of years? Yes. And the next year, I'll complete my 30th year in
1: uh, the spine practice. Although this period is 30 years, seems very short for the History of medicine, I witnessed a significant part of the very important developments in spinal surgery. The pedicle screw, for example, has become a standard implant within this time period. Multimodal neuromonitorizations, advances in imaging technology, EOS, has become one of the main areas of interest in spinal surgery from being an orphan disease. To introduce interaction of PVCR or similar complex techniques in our routine practice, intraoperative advanced imaging and navigation—we can a long list—all this happened in 30 years, and I witnessed them. Spinal surgery probably has been the fastest inheriting field of modern technology nowadays. We are talking about artificial intelligence and big data and machine learning in spinal surgery. Needless to say, fusion-free instrumentation has become a hot topic. Just take a quick look at this year's annual meeting schedule. Lots of great paper is going to be presented there. Today, we can easily do things that we couldn't imagine 10 years ago. However, we are still trying to solve the problems of spine, which is is a biological structure with non-biological methods, which I think is a huge mistake. We can correct spine deformity as we wish, but at the end of the day, we complete our procedures with fusion. We are immobilizing a structure designed all. Created whatever you say to move, but one day I believe we will get rid of this mistake. My professional life will probably not be enough to to see this development, but the future is in non fusion and biological solutions until we uncover the mechanisms that cause the deformity. And treat the problem before the deformity develops, what we do will always be incomplete and at all wrong. Again, as the
0: future is, non-fusion technologies and biological solutions. We're almost out of time here. So maybe last question quickly, be is what advice do you have for any of the younger members who are trying to get involved in the SRS?
1: Yeah. Thanks for
0: asking this question. I would like to
1: suggest um, to work hard. This is not a secret, but hard working may not guarantee any success. Although you work hard, you may not be able to achieve all you want, but it's not possible to get anything without working hard. First of all, I recommend that they work hard. Okay, this is number one. Even if they are not working in an academic environment, I'm still recommend that they try to be part of a research. It's not necessarily the rocket science, not necessarily the top research in the modest level. This is the second number two. Networking and the Being a part of scientific community, scientific world, enriches people. This is number three. It opens new doors to people and expands their horizons. Uh, Please let them take this advice seriously. Hardworking, research-oriented
0: thinking, and networking. That's all. Once again, Dr. Azizhi, thanks so much for all your time. This has been a, a great conversation we had. Congratulations on your presidency, but I think we're running out of time for the day. So I look forward to a great meeting in St. Louis. Thanks, Jeff, for having me again. Thank you. See you in St. Louis. And I encourage all of you to join the next SRS podcast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.
1: The Scoliosis Research Society is a nonprofit professional organization made up of physicians and allied health personnel. Their primary focus is on providing continuing medical education for healthcare professionals and on funding and supporting research in spinal deformities. Please visit SRS.org for further information.